Episode 129, Above Ground Podcast. Borderline Personality Disorder, Battling the Mind. Disclaimer, the hosts of this podcast, Timothy Patrick and Will Foley, are by no means medical professionals. However, having lived experience with mental illness themselves, they have gained useful perspectives on common mental health issues that some of us struggle to overcome on a daily basis. By sharing their stories, they hope to create connection. By creating connection, they hope to help you find your purpose. And through purpose, we can all begin to build the foundation for positive mental health. This is Above Ground Podcast. Are you ready to lace up your boots, throw up your horns, and jump into the pit? Then let's stomp the stigmas of mental illness. It's time for Above Ground Podcast. Now, Will Foley and Timothy Patrick. Hey, what is up, everyone? Welcome to Above Ground Podcast. Above Ground Podcast. Because you can't serve below. Yeah, that's right. You know who that is. You down with TPP. Yes. Why, yes. You know me. TPP. Yeah, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another Another episode, man. Fun-filled episode, nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, let's see if it's fun. We'll make it fun. We always make it fun. Yeah, we always make it fun. We we put the fun in mental illness. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking yeah. about today, Will? Actually, Timmy, we're going to talk about borderline personality disorder. And that's not something that I'm super familiar with, to be honest with you. But I know that reading through descriptions of it, I know that there's a couple of things that I that yeah. I can see in my own diagnosis that could be part of that. So it's curious. I'm curious to see what you're diagnosis over there is well same thing with you i I think um i think obviously with anything we really do it's best to get a a professional opinion or you know medical see a medical professional if you have any questions with that stuff but um i i i kind of researched this years ago because it was one of my original diagnoses and um there's a lot to it, you know. It's like um, there's little facets here and there, but I, I think some of the staples that that I'm aware of is um, most professionals that I've talked with or I understand when I'm reading, they they don't like to really fully diagnose this until the person is over 18. Really. That, I mean, again, it's not, I'm not saying I'm... Well, even, yeah, but even at over 18, I mean, like, and we, we, we're we just finding this out and, you know, that we're, the brain isn't even fully developed until we're 24, 25, 26 in most of us. So it's like, even just to, even to wait until 18 to see, because, I mean, like, I looked at some of these things on this sheet that well, um, I was it, given, so... And again, and I'm like, huh. like you said... Um, you know, first of all, it's a mood disorder. You know, let's get that, like, right out of the way. It's a, it's a mood disorder. So, right off the bat, if you're going <clears> to, <throat> if you're talking, like, let's, let's get into this, uh, let's get this person medicated and move forward. No, that, it's a mood disorder. It's, medication won't really fix it. You know, it's, it's going to help. <laughs> that was awesome. But it's like, it's a mood disorder. It's it's your personality. It's, these are things that are ingrained in you, whether f- from your upbringing, whether it was trauma, so well, and all these things that right, come and in. It, so as you're saying that, so, so 
so it's funny because Timmy's going down this, and I'm actually literally looking at all these things that he's talking about. So some of the possible causes. Family history. People who have a close family member, such as a parent or sibling with a disorder, may be at a higher risk of developing borderline personality disorder. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And I, you know, it just goes to show that heredity, I think, plays a bigger role than they lead credence to, I think, a lot of times. See, I think a lot of times they want to, they want to rate, because again, here's a mood disorder, right? It's a mood disorder. So these are a lot of learned behaviors. So Correct. not, it's a family history, regardless of whether it's genetic, hereditary, or environmental. And so it's, it's, that's why this, to me, this is a very tricky thing. And so you know? maybe it's not really an maybe it's not really a mental illness as much as it's a a, a maybe it's a, a a conundrum of of some of these diagnoses right. maybe like, and maybe again, that's it's a disorder it's like a right. condition of you know well and that's and because they say brain factors is the next thing studies show that people with borderline personality disorder can have structural and functional changes in the brain especially in the areas that control impulses and emotional regulation. But it is not clear whether these changes are risk factors for the disorder or caused by the disorder. But if you look at anybody with depression, and you, they've said if you study the specs, if you look at the spec studies, you can see that the brain right. fundamentally changes in, in somebody with depression. Sure. So, and that's a mood thing. So it's obviously your mood affects. Obviously, your mood affects everything because your mood affects how you feel about yourself, how you feel about your environment, how you feel about. Everything that you view through those lenses. Yeah, well said. I mean, I agree. I think that's one of the reasons why this is so very hard to diagnose because uh, it, it a lot of the traits mimic other illness, disorders, conditions. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Depression, bipolar, OCD. All the, it's, it's like this is like that. The, the what you what you used to call a, a stew, you know. Well, right. The, it even says in this sheet. Um, I had a friend of mine at my job who actually has borderline, and she actually gave me a couple of sheets that her therapist had sent her, and then she also wrote me out some stuff that we'll talk about in a little bit. But it actually. Because borderline is is a is a mood disorder. In addition, you may have other mental health disorders, just like Timmy was just saying: depression, uh, alcohol or other substance misuse disorders, anxiety disorders, eating disorders, bipolar mm. disorder, PTSD, ADHD, or other personality disorders. Now, as someone who has a diagnosis of bipolar two, I you know my mother. Has a form of a bipolar. That's, I mean, schizoaffect is a form of bipolar disorder. Sure. So obviously it affected me in a way. And I, but I don't know if it necessarily affected me in the chemical way or not in the chemical way, but in, 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 in such a, is the bad, not as bad as her. That's what I'm trying to say. You know, and, and sure, I'm not and trying that, to compare it. Yeah, yeah, but, no, I know exactly what you're saying. And that's what, you know, and that's another, again, back to the hard to kind of um, diagnose, you know, because it just mimics a lot of traits from others. And th I think I think when it comes down to it, the more criteria you meet, it, it, you know, then it would be labeled a disorder and you or a diagnosis or whatever you want. You know what I mean? Otherwise, it's, see, you know, it's things that... To me, it sounds, and I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's all right. To me, it sounds like a fragmented person's emotions. 
It's almost like borderline personality disorder would almost be like a like a four or five piece puzzle of just stuff that you've kind of discompartmentalized, like pieces that you've displaced Mm -hmm. that need to just be put back in place again. It's almost like a Rubik's Cube in a way because there's so many different levels of it. That's the problem. And and see, (laughs) like I'm looking at the... So we have a list here of typical characteristics. Okay. Efforts to avoid real or imagined abandonment such as rapidly initiating intimate physical or emotional relationships or cutting off communication with someone in anticipation of being abandoned. Dude, I can name... I, I know. I, so, like, automatically right there. <laughs> I know. So, I, I mean, I already have a fear of abandonment. And I'm, like, I am in full, like... On metal jacket mode yeah. right Avoidance, now myself, and it's like they're they're really it's they're they're heavy in that soup. Yes, you know I mean? a pattern of intense and unstable relationships with family, friends, and loved ones, often swinging from extreme closeness and love to extreme dislike or anger. Wow, who does that sound like? <laughs> Damn, sounds like the sounds like the parties involved here. <laughs> <laughs> Distorted and unstable self-image or sense of self. Wow! Right. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit! Exactly. Balls. That's when I read the up when I started. I was like, "Yeah, this is totally me." But impulsive and often dangerous behaviors, such as spending sprees, unsafe sex, substance abuse, reckless driving, binge eating. Please note: if you have these behaviors occur primarily during a period of elevated mood or energy, there may be signs of a mood disorder, not borderline personality disorder. So that see it gets a little it does get a little tricky. It does get in. tricky, and I I know again one of the things that you may not have been on that sheet is um is is most people that have B, BPD have a difficulty regulating their emotions. Yes, and that that's a big thing. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, chronic feelings of emptiness. Yeah. Uh, inappropriate, intense anger or problems controlling outbursts, anger. Yep. Outbursts, yeah, I've been there. Intense <laughs> and highly changeable moods. <laughs> Mood swings, I've been check. there. Mood swings, check. Chronic abandonment, check. check. Impulsive so, and irrational behaviors, check. Yeah. Recurring thoughts of suicidal behaviors or threats, check. <laughs> Self-harming behaviors such as cutting. No, I have not. And I, I don't know if you have no, if any. No. I, that is something, like, I, quite honestly, I'm kind of... I don't want to get into it. Yeah. In another and, and, in another life say, in let, another life I might have liked shit like that. Let me just say that, you know, we're <laughs> we're here laughing about it, but is it, we're, we're we take it seriously. We're not this laughing is serious. at you. Yeah, we're, not we're, laughing not laughing at you. we're not laughing at you. We're not laughing at the right. It's, it's uh, we're just we're you know, just we we relate to it very yeah, much so. Yeah, I think that's why we're laughing yeah. as as we because it's very relatable for both of us. And Will and I have, we've said it before, we have a lot of the same kind of um, issues, we'll call them. Yeah, we have hurdles. the same. We have a lot of the same of the. We have the, a lot of the same hurdles of the human condition. Some of them are different, but a lot of them are the same. We share a lot of the same ones. Yeah. So it makes it easy to relate to these, and and it's hard because here's the thing about a mood disorder that I've found out over the years of mine is that mood disorders are all basically the same. There's some different names, so of course they cross over every echelon sure. of what it is because everything is related again. So like, and and I think that that's part of the big deal. It's like we separate everything again, and this is what this is the utmost. I think that this is the utmost mood disorder because to me it's like. 
you have this borderline personality disorder where you have these different fragmented parts of your personality that you can't quite connect back together because you're missing pieces right. or and those it, pieces have been popped out. And it really, um, I don't know the term I want to use, it really affects one's life, you know? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it really has, you know, work, relationships. I mean, it's, 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 you know, full circle. It's, it, it really just takes its toll on people, you know, whether it's, um, you know, it did basically damage many areas of your life. Um, it says here, actually, on the on the sheet that you you gave me, uh, it can negatively affect intimate relationships, jobs, school, social activities, self-image, which can also result in repeated job changes or losses, not completing an education, multiple legal issues, uh, conflict-filled relationships, marital stress or divorce, self-injury, such as cutting or burning, uh, frequent hospitalizations. Involvement in abusive relationships, unplanned pregnancies, sexually transmitted infections, motor vehicle accidents, attempted or completed suicide. You know, are just some of the things that are related to this. Yeah, wow. You know, and on this piece here, I, and I, this is from a long time ago, so I don't know if, if, if there's a name attached to it, but I did obviously get it off the uh, interwebs, but... Um, it says here that you can change the relationship by managing your own reactions, establishing firm limits, and improving communication between the two. This is, I guess, considered if there's a, a relationship with one person that has B BPD. Um, there's no magic cure, but with the right treatment and support, many people with BPD can and do get better, and their relationships can become more stable and rewarding. In fact, patients with the most support and stability at home tend to get better sooner than those whose relationships are more chaotic and insecure. Whether it's your partner, parent, child, sibling, friend, or other loved one, you can improve both the relationship and your own quality of life, even if the person with BPD isn't ready to acknowledge the problem or seek treatment. And as, as we know, we've talked about uh, DBT a lot on here, and this is where... DBT really came into play is is to help with BPD, you know. Yeah, so did so did CBT. They're both for both because they're both because they're all about altering how you view yourself right. and how you view situations and, and how that's, you and view. that's what it is. It's changing changing the, your perception, changing the way you think, and um, again, that's why it's like you can't. You know, there's no medication that's really gonna do that for you. This is one thing that you actually have to, I mean, you, you should do the work in any, you know, healing process, but this is like, you need to do the work on this. I, I am going to second Timmy on this. I, dude, this should be in bold black fucking letters. You need to do the work. Yeah. If See, here's the thing. So I, I kind of wanted to talk about this too, because therapy is super important. I think personally, and at some point, everybody needs a therapist. I'm sorry. I just, I, there's, life is a full contact sport, man. <laughs> and there's nobody that gets out alive and nobody gets out unhurt. So we all play hurt. That means we need doctors to get us back into the game. That means your therapist. And if therapy, but again, you have to look at therapy as something that you want to do. And too many people don't want to do therapy that should. And everybody should go to therapy at least once in their life. 
Yeah, because it gives you a lot of perspective, man. Well, there's a lot of people that talk about healing, but don't want to fully engage in the process of healing. Well, and and I think that people don't really want to heal themselves because they're afraid. I no, I don't. I don't think that they want to take the responsibility of it because then they have to do something. (laughs) And and but I will say this, dude: the pull to do something after that starts to fire you up is very hard to shut off, man. Because that momentum starts kicking your ass down the line, and you're like, next thing you know, you're three you're three steps ahead, farther than you thought you were. But you could still be three steps behind if you didn't get that momentum and you didn't keep that momentum going and that that's that that's and un, unfortunately okay no one can do that for you but you right like you can you can use someone else's energy for you as your as some as some potential energy for you but you can't use it for you you have to you have to have the energy to do the work and this is tough work dude this oh, is yeah. dude oh, yeah. and and look man i'm going to use a really overused term ugly fucking crying you want to talk about <laughs> ugly crying you do a month of therapy and you talk about your deepest darkest insecurities about yourself and and these things that that you think and say and feel and it's it it's amazing when the integration kicks a gear in and you feel that and you don't even know it happens you wake up <laughs> and it just happens right. and you don't know what the fuck hit you cuz you 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 uncovered you dug up so much earth yes and it's like know, something already like you've already like stirred up something and yeah and it goes can't help the past but, come out and you got to you know i i think sometimes too you you can also you know make friends with those demons you know because i think they're you know they're hurting you know you we all have these gremlins inside that talk to us that that may just be um be lashing out because of an unmet need of theirs, which in reality is going to be an unmet need of yours. Make friends with your demons, okay? Friend them. Invite them to the holiday party. (laughs) Get to know their families. Send birthday cards. Send Facebook messages, okay? (laughs) Your demons are there to tell you something. They're not there to torment you. They're there to teach you. They're teachers. Teachers. Everything is a teacher. And if you start looking at life that way, and I, dude, look, like I, I, there's still a part of me that is like, okay, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'm going to feel just as shitty as I know I can feel because that's what I'm comfortable with. But for some reason, I can't take the smile off my face right now. And I like, it's not like, I can't stop. (laughs) Like I, I'm just like okay. It's just like a forward motion. Whatever's it gonna is. happen is gonna happen, man. You're right, and that's you know that boulder is cruising. That's right. It's forward motion, no matter. And 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 that's the thing. There's no there's no timeline. There's no you know no one there to tell you how quick or slow or or whatever. Um, but that's what it is. It's moving forward, whether it be baby steps or whatever. Um, but real quick, I just wanted to read this little thing because it, it's got some of the um, recognizing the signs and symptoms of, of BPD. Um, so recognizing the signs and symptoms of borderline personality disorder is not always easy. BPD is rarely diagnosed on its own, but often in conjunction with co-occurring disorders such as depression, bipolar disorder, anxiety, an eating disorder, or a substance abuse. 
your family member or loved one with BPD may be extremely sensitive, so small things can often trigger intense reactions. Once upset, borderline people are often unable to think straight or calm themselves in healthy ways. See, and that's the thing. It's always that, you know, some people may be able to do it, but is it in a healthy way? Well, the healthy way is the is the big key, that's what right? I mean. yeah. Is it, yeah, yeah. That's what it's. You know, yeah, and it must be because because of most time, and it even says here. I won't even. I was going to say something very similar to this, but um, they may say hurtful things or act out in dangerous or inappropriate ways. This emotional vol- volatility, vol. Volatility yeah. yes. can cause turmoil in their relationships and stress for family members, um, partners, and friends. So that's what I was going to say is like lashing out and doing, you know what I mean? Like almost sometimes, um, you know, not really, obviously not thinking what you're saying or doing and just, you know. Well, I got a real life example here for you. All right. So my friend Missy that I work with has BPD and she is very forthright with her shit, man. Her and I talk all the time. She actually told me the other day she was proud of me because I finally got my car out of the ditch and I'm on the side of the road again. She's like, you stop spinning your wheels. You stop doing it. Like, you've literally gotten... I like that. You've literally gotten the car out of the ditch yeah. and on the side of the road. Yeah. And I started to think. I'm like, okay, is it time to set the GPS? Is it time to fix a flat tire? Is it... Do I need, what am I, I need to that's assess. That's re- reassess. Yes, reassess. Absolutely. I like that. So, she, that's a very good. I like that. But she is, she has shared some of her personal uh, stuff with me. A lot of personal stuff. Um, but she actually sent me home with some stuff that, that she wanted people to know about BPD. Because she has it and she is a very, and so... That this is this is the truth. The BPD is horrible, and I'm on the high-functioning end of the spectrum. When I'm doing well, I can function. I can teach. I can judge. I can be social. Uh, Missy is a very, very, really highly sought uh, um, horse uh, equestrian um, judge and teacher. She teaches horse lessons and stuff, and she has a farm out in Spreakers, and she teaches horseback uh, riding lessons, equestrian lessons. Um, and she is awesome. Uh, Brandywine Farms. She's super cool. And I love her. She's like, she's super cool. She's like a sister. Like, well, she's it's very awesome. cool that she offered to, you know, give, and, give us her two cents. That's yeah. And she really wanted, she really wanted people to know this All because right. she's awesome. And, uh, when I'm doing poorly, I'm often labeled a bitch, antisocial, psychotic, when in fact I'm trying to survive. I'm a shy introvert that will not speak unless spoken to. I just want to live and not get more upset so I don't die. And it's, there's, there's, you know, there's a lot of stuff that, that happens. Um, and she calls it the blue screen of death. Is that, that's when she just loses sight of normal stuff. And it's, it's black or white, no gray. Mm. All good or all bad. There's no middle ground for me. Irrational thinking for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. She had told me a story about 
some grain that was behind a garage door that the garage door was shut and the garage doors never shut. I read and that, she, dude. I'm she like, first, I would have done the same. Dude, that was you. <laughs> yeah, I thought, I'm like, I thought oh my you god, that's I, me. That's you. <laughs> like you would have been like, they're trackers in that motherfucking <laughs> exactly. room. Like they should know better. That's right, you <laughs> bastards. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and it's you know, here's the thing, man. I've been depressed for so long that I have to laugh at my fucking depression because my depression is a fucking joke by now. And it's 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 comical. So it's like we have to laugh at some of these yeah. things because yeah. dude, it, it's just you know, life I mean, this is, is the reality. This is the reality. I mean, this is an actual live person in. living with BPD and we're reading you know, stuff, and I'm sure she wouldn't mind it that we're kind of getting a little chuckle out of it. It's not like we're not at her oh, expense. Oh, yeah, it's no, just no, the no, actual... no, 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 And so she has found that most times when she gets the blue screen of death, and that's what she calls it, um, that she's completely overwhelmed. And that's what happens is she gets really completely overwhelmed. See, and that's the thing with mood disorders, too, that I found for myself, is that if I'm under a high amount of stress... Then it start. Then the inner firing squad, the circular Absolutely. firing squad, turns inward, and it starts shooting me with all the insecurities, shooting me with all the feelings, shooting me with all the emotions, shooting me with all the less thens, the not worthies. The that's and, a big one for me is just overwhelmed. That's what it's I know. overwhelmed. Like if I start oh, yeah. to feel overwhelmed. I'm like I need to to step back. I need to let go of something or or, or whatever because. Uh, nothing good was going to come of this. Well, and and I've gotten better at that myself. Yeah. I've actually been able to, like, I've been able to, I've actually, I'm, I have to give myself a little credit. You can give because yourself credit. Because <laughs> because I've set some boundaries and I've I've stuck to those boundaries in recent times that they've been tried. Nice. And and they don't they don't always feel good because of course not. they're boundaries to protect me. Right. And. And it's like, and it sucks because I don't necessarily want to protect me because I need this. But then, then there's the other part of me that says, dude, what you're going to get out of it is not worth what I know you're going to put in. That's man. funny that you say that because I understand that. It's like almost like, um, I guess you could relate to like exposure therapy. Like I always say that to my therapist. I'm like. Like I, 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 I set these things up and then I, and I do it and I'm like, okay, like I survived. But then I'm like, wait a minute though. Like sometimes I feel like it's, it's almost, um, like I'm running from it or avoiding it. And, you know, she explains it that I'm not, but I'd still feel that way. <laughs> I, you know, I don't want to avoid anything. Right. And I got to be honest and I got to be quite honest with you. And, and obviously from our conversation over the last week, I'm not avoiding a goddamn thing oh, at no, this point. Yeah, no. and, so, I, and, I, and, and I think it's good that way. Because and I think that, that and, it, and it needs it to me. be, it needs to be like, it needs to be out in the open for me because, well, I mean, as much as I'm willing to get out in the open right, and stuff, but like in a, cause I, cause again, like things are just like in just like conversation start. And they go a certain way. And, you know, you have to start looking at what the universe is showing you. you like, I, I've, I actually, like, like, not to be all fucking goo-goo fucking shit, but it's like, <laughs> like, I, I recently stopped and recently asked for help. 
and I recently just let go. I'm like, look, man, I can't, and and I, and I don't like. There's this. This is not God. Okay, there's no God there. Okay, you like all these people that want to. No, okay, like I don't buy into that nonsense. There's there's a spiritual force. I, I don't want to like. I, I'm tired of the argument about whether it's God or not. For me personally, I right. don't it think there's a God, for you. It but it can be anything for anybody. Yeah. But don't push your God on me because it's not my God, and that just doesn't do anything for me. Except make me know who you are. So, um, so anyways, you asked for help, which but is I asked for help, dude, and like I feel like it's almost like I'm getting the like I'm getting answers in small ways. I may not always like the answers I'm getting, yeah. but I don't have to. I asked for it. And I, I, am I going to be mad? Can't be mad. I asked you for asked it. For it. That's am good. I going to be sad? I, I can be sad, but I can't because I asked for it. And, and you know what? It, I think it, it, I think, let me just say this though. I think it is okay to be sad or mad. It's well, fine I to am. feel those I and, am. and feel it and go, okay, this is, and then like you said, this is what I asked for. Uh, I, I can be, it's perfectly fine to be sad or upset or whatever it is. And then now, okay, now let's move forward. I'll deal with the sadness when it comes again. Because the sadness actually taught me a lot this last batch through. And I, I experienced something that I have never experienced in my life that I'm not going to get into because <laughs> people would probably want to commit me. But I'm going to, I'm going to. I'm going to hold on to it because it's mine and nobody else fucking matters. So, um, in, as far as their opinions about that, so it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. I, well, well, I don't want to interrupt you, but just back to, uh, back to BPD really yeah, quick. Yeah. And I'm sorry. I didn't know. It's all right. Uh, I just wanted to, I just wanted to say something before I forget, um, that I think with, and I, I talk about this with everything. Um, but, even uh, you know this, you, you can't neglect your physical health. No, you know? no, not at all. I man. mean, physical health, mental health, same. So it's all you know, the same. Whether it's BPD or not, um, you know, eating right, exercising, getting quality sleep, um, setting boundaries, you know, working to overcome things, um, you know, you know, learning DBT or going to therapy or or maybe there's a you can find a um, a BPD group peer group that that is in your area, you know, any of these things, um, we both would recommend highly. Oh, absolutely. Go for a walk. Yeah, get out, get some vitamin kind of D. Yeah. Um, it's coming to be winter. If you're here in the 518, obviously snow is probably going to come. So, you know what? One of the coolest things here is you can go cross country skiing. You can go snowshoeing. Go, you can go, you know, you can go snow tubing. You can go, there's all sorts of stuff, skiing, all that stuff, man. There's things to do out there. And don't be afraid. I, I know it's, I actually went to a show by myself recently, and I go a lot of places by myself now. But I'm also, you know, I don't mind traveling by myself, so it's it's good. But I, I know it takes, I know a lot of people don't like to be out by themselves. But sometimes, man, you got to take yourself out. Sometimes you got to, and I'm not saying you got to go sit in a restaurant by yourself where you're going to put yourself and make yourself uncomfortable. But I'm saying, take yourself out. Take yourself to an art, a new art installation yeah, that yeah, you wanted yeah, to do see. That, yeah. Go take yourself to that yoga class or that sound or that sound bowl he- healing thing that you wanted to go to, or yeah. you know, go get some acupuncture. But go take yourself to do something. I think, yeah, I think, I think. and celebrate your birthday. Celebrate your birthday. I think celebrating your birthday is super important for anybody who has any sort of 
issues with themselves. And having a mood disorder is an issue with yourself because your moods are really based on your emotions and your emotions fluctuate because you feel abandonment or you feel this, but you feel that those things because there's a part of you that is, is, is needs to be healed. But the only way for you to heal that is to actually heal it and, and try and, and, and move forward and, and put your best effort that you can. And it doesn't have to be 100% today. It can be 10%. You can even just take your foot off the... Yeah, I think that's the thing that a lot of people don't realize is, you know, I always say, like, I I, I, I do the best that I could in that moment. So, and, and like you said, the best that I can do or the best you can do is going to differ from day to day. But if you do the best you can, you, you can do that day or that moment... You know, it's going to help also looking back on it and going regret or guilt or going, I should have did this. I, no, like, you know what? I did. I gave it the best that I could do in that moment. And that's all that I could do. Now that I know better, yeah, then I can do better. But at that moment, that's what I was able to do. Right. And and I'm right with you on that, man. You can only do the best you can do. Yeah. And, you know, it sucks because, unfortunately, the best you can do at the time may not be good enough for others. And and that and that and that is a fact of life, man. You unfortunately like uh, that's on your them, best though. your best is not going to satisfy everybody. Right. And that that's on them. I don't think that's a reflection of you or who you are, your worth or anything like that. Yeah, I you think may it, feel like it is. But... I think it depends I think it depends on 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 where you're at and and what exactly we're looking at. I think that there's because I think again everybody has responsibility in all in all the in all their interactions like they have a certain amount of responsibility in them no yeah, matter yeah, no yeah, matter yeah. what so yeah. yeah you know is there um is there anything else that you, you that is on that sheet that maybe she wanted people to know or get out there for people to listen to well she did want to know I cannot stand maybe Open-ended answers. I need a yes or a no. I cannot stand whispers. I automatically assume it is about me. I trust no one. When I split, or even if it is a not-quite-split moment, I get immediate rage, and the whole world could go up in flames while I was laughing. I get hostile and blank at the same time. Mm. Um... So yeah, you know it's it's like it's definitely that uh, dichotomous thinking that. Well, know. it's it's it, it and it's it's the utmost of it's almost like bipolar in in real time because you can go from one spot to the other side in a in a in a second and back again. Right, and it's almost like and this, almost I think sometimes you can have both at once. Sure, that's the that's the that's the scary part. Yeah, because you know you I, I don't know if it's. If it's if it's humans in general, the way we work, um, but it, it's it's hard to it's hard for some people to grasp that that um, fact that you know, hey, uh, I'm I'm sad, but I'm also happy, or I'm hurt that I'm losing this person, but I know that I'm I can't be with them. But it's okay to be hurt and miss them. Just but it's also okay to know that they're not good for you and, and it's not going to work, and you have to say goodbye, kind of thing. Right, and, you know it, and it's okay to mourn, and it's okay to mourn anything that you feel is a loss. And, and, and I think that this is a big, this goes, and this goes to a bigger conversation, 
but it's like oh yeah do, bpd is so it, it's it's in depth um for sure and i was a little um nervous at first trying to trying to talk about it but you know um as as most of what we do here it's like we 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 bring it to the table um hopefully provoke some thought and and then you know it's up to any of our listeners to um kind of proceed with that their own work on it and and look into it if they deem necessary you know yeah absolutely absolutely i mean if if you're having if you're having some of these issues you you really should seek professional help um and and i say that because look man ther- therapy has been a blessing for me um i found a really nice therapist Recently, in the last six months, um, I've seen her probably like four times, four or five times at this point. Um, I'm about every two, three weeks. Dude, I, I absolutely think everybody should have therapy at least once in their life, man. We all got closets to clean. And and unfortunately, if you have a mood disorder where it's very hard for you to regulate things, you need ha- you need to have options for for release valves because Mm -hmm. unfortunately the release valves that are often chosen from bpd and even other mood disorders are aren't healthy they're not healthy coping mechanisms a lot of them i mean self-harm is i I, but i understand because like missy shared with me about self-harm it's something about feeling and it's something about when you, will, there's something about cutting yourself. Well, it's like you said, I think, for most people. It's like release a, the valve. valve that, it's the valve. Yes. It's that pressure. And you're like, all of a sudden, you think you're going to come out of your skin. And I, 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 But again, as someone who has felt rage and as someone who's right. felt deep sadness, and as, like you and me, right. like I get it. And, oh, and yeah, I totally I understand how it could be mixed up with other things. It could be, it could be a coexisting condition. It can be... But it could also be that it's not actually a disorder as much as it's a facet of part of having a disorder that becomes because again, if if you have depression and you're just you just feel the sadness and you don't know what it is and you can't quite describe it, but then you keep not finding how to describe it, you're going to start getting in your own head. Well, and you're yeah, going to start that's... separating. And and who's to say that, you know what I mean, you're not having those, having these these types of issues. Right. And I think that's where, you know, most people would, you know, obviously if, if like you said, if you're having this overwhelming of sadness and, and it's clinging on and then it starts to, um, you know, interrupt your daily routines and stuff, that's when it... it it can be, I guess, considered like clinical depression. Well, or, and and, you, know. and the, you need clinical, you, and yeah, you need you professional need help. help for that. Man. Yeah, for sure. I, I I would not be here had I not gotten some sort of help for my depression. Oh, for sure. Regardless of whether or not I'm like, because the treatments all change. But if I hadn't asked for some help at some point, I don't think I would still be here anyway. At this point, I don't think. Um, yeah, I don't think so for me. I, I actually, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be. <laughs> I don't. I don't think. I think. I think. Yeah, and and it's weird because I I know we sound so as a matter of fact when we talk about it, but the thing is, is that what I what I really want people to understand, and what I've what I've come to understand from others that don't quite understand how I feel about this, is that. 
we have a different perspective because when you get to the point of not wanting to live anymore, you start to really lose the veil of, you almost lose the Wizard of Oz in a way. When you get to that dark room, because you realize that there's no wizard in there. There's just a window that's blowing in a cold breeze that might have some light shining in it if you caught it at the right time. Um, And that dark room is very comfortable. It's warm. It's whatever you want. It's Pennywise. It's whatever your deepest comfortability is, is that room, because it wants you in there, because that's a nice, warm feeling. Yeah, I think sometimes, like you said, whatever it is, I think it's whatever it is that maybe even we create, you know, we don't realize it growing up or whatever, but as we create this warm little, you know, safe, you know, place that is depression, um, it's, it's, it's familiar. Yeah, it's very familiar. You know, and it's that and it's open, very easy to put your shirt open. back on. Yeah, the man. door's open. Hey, come right on in. And you're like, well, I'm used to this space. All right. Come on in. Come on in, Timmy. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I I think I think you're right with that. It's 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 tricky, you know, this is all tricky stuff, but I've I've said it before and I I always stick to it is is I think mindfulness is is really uh, the 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 start, you know, you really have to um be mindful of this stuff and and as Will said earlier, reassess, you know, be mindful of these thoughts, be mindful of these feelings. And if you can get to a point where you can even journal and put them down on paper or track your emotions, write down what you're feeling, maybe, you know, even track your sleep. Um, if you really want to get into it, track your sleep, track your um, le- breakfast, lunch and dinner, whatever you're eating and start to connect the dots after three weeks of tracking this stuff and see if there's any kind of um, connection between you know, you're no, no sleep or um, you're eating shitty foods and your mood is off. You know, you may find that. So being mindful is, is a huge help. Yeah, being mindful. Mind, mindful, not mindful. You don't right. want to be mindful, man. You don't want monkey mind. But it's very easy to find monkey mind. Monkey mind is everywhere. It's hiding behind every bush, comes out every day, hangs out with you, jumps in the car, jumps in the back of the truck. Wow! Let's get you thinking. It's all the gremlins going on in your brain. It's true. It's true. And I think that that, and I think that that can really lead to split sometimes, man. Sure. Because especially if you're hearing those voices in your head, and we don't know where those voices are, you better put those voices down. You don't know where they came from. Yeah. You know what I mean. And if you had, and if you had no one there, you know, growing up to to say like, hey, that's unhealthy. Don't do that. You know, you don't well, know. Right. You better. don't know. You don't know any better. You don't. So know you know, you just think it's normal. Exactly. What we're you know, and it may work for you at at age seven. You know, but it's not going to work for you at at you know age seventeen or, or twenty four. You know, it, I still talk to myself, and it's still working. It may it may <laughs> may tend to to be a, a a big obstacle. So, you know, again, be aware of these things and um, stay mindful, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, staying mindful. It, but that's a practice, man. Trust the process. And and I say that because I needed to hear it myself because I don't trust any process. But I, I know for a fact that I have been 
asked to trust the process. And but by like you said, you let go some things. So by letting go, you're but actually trusting. Go, but, but I've let go. But that is trusting that. the process. I know, and I have whether to. you know I, whether dude, you want to label it as that. You're by letting go is 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 having faith that. I don't know, have I don't have a choice, man. I really that's kind of what, unfortunately, I think that's, that's where it's how, gotten, man. Yeah. You know, that's what life does to you sometimes. Life, life throws you curveballs, and sometimes, sometimes, man, you got to swing at a curve because you never know when it's going to get just to the sweet spot of the bat, and you're going to crank that shit right out of the park. <laughs> yeah. So, well, hopefully, um, hopefully, we help crank something out of the park tonight, and um, and uh, the episode worked out for people. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, if you like this and you listen to it on Apple Podcasts, you can always subscribe. Um, you can always leave us a review. Yeah, please. We haven't gotten a review in a while. Somebody, somebody write us a review. We're needy. We're needy. We need a review. You can always listen to, uh, listen to us on Spotify, Nippertown, Google Podcasts. Find us just about everywhere. Oh, uh, yeah. iHeart. Yeah. Audible. Yeah. And if you want, you can drop us a line at Above Ground Podcast at gmail.com. So until next week, be well. Be safe. Be oh.